right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. That's the one we got. That's it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me, always, is my co-host, Sean the Irishman King. What's up, everybody? We're back in the studio again, and we have a very, very special guest with us tonight. Um, cool comic book collector, all-around good girl, Maggie, the vegan, super, not chick, <laughs> but she will roundhouse kick you in the fucking face. Maggie, <laughs> how you doing? Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? I got nothing crazy to say. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, how you feeling tonight? Thanks for coming on. I'm feeling good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm absolutely. excited to listen to many episodes of your podcast. So I was we excited really appreciate to come that. On. We do really yeah. appreciate that. We know we're not all that interesting to listen to at times. So, <laughs> you know, whenever we can keep someone's. We like to stick on one point for a really long time and not really contribute to that point. Yeah. Yeah, we're very um, we're very middling guys. You know what I mean? We don't we typically don't have really strong opinions one way or the other, which is it, I don't it, honestly our problem is that we agree with each other too much. We got to yeah, argue a bit. That is our we're problem. like that That's is a good cool. Thing, it's a that seems good. You're it, vibing. You're vibing. Yeah, huh? it's a good thing in real life, but the internet likes people to argue. It so, does. You know what I mean? And they like you yes, to have extreme opinions one way or the other. Either you got to absolutely love something or absolutely hate it. And we are just very much middle ground kind of guys, you know? Right. That's so, the way to be. That's Those are my kind of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like to see all sides. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, often, uh, we often struggle. But hey, we're not here to talk about us anymore. We're here to talk about you because you are the guest Ooh, of honor. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> You're the guest of honor tonight, so I hope you're ready. I think I'm ready. We have yeah. a, a list of grueling questions. This okay. is going to be the most intense interview you've ever had. All right. I I'm, think I'm ready. I'm absolutely kidding. I have. <laughs> Can you imagine if we're just on here? What do you think your greatest strength is? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like a job interview? <laughs> Name three good things about you. Like, I don't know. I'm funny? I'm not. <laughs> Nah, no worries, no worries. But um, so I found you on TikTok. Um, we've been finding a lot of our guests on TikTok. That's just that's the thing right now. You know what I mean? Everybody's on TikTok. So, uh, but what drew me to your content is you're a collector. You're like a true collector, like a true comic book collector. I mean, you put my collection to shame. I mean, to be fair, it's not that much to look at anyway. Um. <laughs> But yeah, you're like no joke. You got the whole wall up. You 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 collect a lot of first issues. What got you into uh, collecting comics? I got into comics actually really recently. Mm -hmm. um, and the way it worked for me was like pretty backwards to the way that it works for other people. But um, I've mentioned before in our messages that I own a toy store with my husband and uh I'm gonna get to, don't worry. We, you're gonna get to that? Okay, yeah. that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, just being around that and helping him out at the store, I was 
more exposed to like action figures and like toys of a lot of these characters. And I was like, oh, I remember, you know, like this cartoon when I was a kid or whatever. And he's like, yeah, you should watch the movies. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, so I sit down and watch all the movies. And then all of a sudden I want to start buying the comics and the stories that the movies and shows were based off of, you know what I mean? So it kind of came backwards for me. Um, I didn't grow up going to a comic book shop every single week. Um, I just didn't, I didn't think like girls could do that. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's fun being an adult and also having a, a young son who's like super into it. Like, has loved Spider-Man since before he could talk, you know what I mean? So like, it's fun to get to do that together, you know? For sure. For sure. Now, I mean, we've told our, uh, our comic book collecting stories a thousand times on here. We pretty much tell it every time we have a new guest, but yeah, long story short is I, I, I was similar to you in the sense of, I started collecting really late and, uh, I started with the movies and the movies is what made me want to read the comics i wanted all the backstory i wanted all the history i wanted the deeper story than what the the movies was giving me so i started collecting comic books but that's super cool that you like started with toys and then went back to the comics because i do feel like that's often the reverse like people collect action figures and toys of their favorite comic book characters but you're like nah these these characters are kind of cool let me see what they're really about and uh in the comics. No, I had me think about it too, because when I was, uh, I got into it younger, but I got into it because my, uh, I'm all, there's a bit of an age gap between me and my siblings, uh, mm-hmm. and they were into comic books, and I'm the youngest, and so, like, I just had them around me, and they definitely got me into it, and I was into all the cartoons, but as a kid, I definitely had more of the toys than I did the actual comics, because I didn't even really have them. It was my brother's comics, and then when I was getting them, I was always getting them from the library. So yeah. even like looking at my collection now, it's kind of sad. And I'm like, man, I've read a ton. I don't actually own any of these though. Cause I would just like <laughs> go to the library and get new ones and return the old ones. And uh, that's so cool. I never even thought about doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the first like big chunk of me being into comics and there was definitely like lulls of me, like not reading any, but I was always getting it from the, uh, from the library. Libraries, nice. and it's cool. To, I don't what have any a, kids. My throwback. I don't have any kids myself, but I have nieces and nephews, and they know that I'm into it, and my my brothers are still into it, uh, and so they're uh, particularly two of them are super super into it. Like my godson, uh, his room when he was born was all deck out Batman, and they decided to change it. Now it's all Spider Man, and then my oh, my yeah. other nephew would just come up to me. Uh, actually, this, this is my favorite one. He goes, uh, "Who would win, the Joker or Iron Man?" And he's like completely, completely like really wants to know my opinion. And I was like, you know, the Joker, like he's super intelligent, like a crazy way. But like, you know, in a physical fight, obviously, like like Iron Man's going to take him. He's like, but what if what (laughs) if he shot the acid from his flower and it melted Iron Man's suit? And I'm like, well, that's a good point. I don't know what kind of acid that is. We also don't really know what kind of suit that, that it is. And he's like, Uncle Sean suit's made out of iron it's iron man and i was like you got a good point (laughs) that is the funny thing about kids like especially watching my son get into these movies like he comes up with these crazy conspiracies like that you know he's like mom i saw this youtube video and like what if andrew garfield spider-man shows up here and i'm like what if he does like i don't know (laughs) you know what i mean That's a good point. So it's got me thinking all these crazy things. Yeah, so. absolutely. So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm actually gonna be a new dad here soon. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. And I the first, uh, time? The first time you've said it on the podcast. Yeah, it is the first time I've said it on the podcast. That's funny. 
Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, a couple months here, actually. We're coming up on month eight. So, and it's it's going to be a little there. girl. So, Aww, you know, I'm awesome. I'm excited to see if I can get her into this stuff. You know what I mean? Because there's a chance she might not be. There's a chance she might be into all the, you know, classic girl stuff. But, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I can get her into some <laughs> comic know. books and some and some superheroes, you know? You got to think like right now too, like as she's growing up, you're going to have so many, there's a train going through my window right now. Um, but there's so many like women fronted shows and movies and stuff right now that she gets to watch when she's like, you know, five, six years old. Like, so there's much more, uh, I don't know how to say it, like girly superhero yeah, kind like of thing. Representation and stuff. That, yeah. Representation that she'll be able to see as she gets older too. Like much more than when I was growing up, you know what I mean? That's why it took me so long to get into this kind of stuff. Cause we had a million different Batman movies, um, and Iron Man, like when I was in high school. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And all the, all the female superheroes were just in like skin tight leather suits you know yep so, <laughs> yeah nah, for not sure. very relatable when you're like a 13 year old girl you're yeah. like oh <laughs> absolutely no yeah, yeah. It, it is exciting though um like um did you see the trailer for the new trailer for the captain marvel show or miss marvel uh, yeah i did yeah i i am excited to watch it yeah so something like that where you know I know that it's going to be geared more toward like a younger audience and it is female led, yeah. which is, which is great. Um, and it's a woman of color, which is great. You know, so something like that, things like that, I'll be excited to go back and be like, when she is like, you know, four five, six old enough to understand, kind of comprehend it a bit more and show it to her and be like, look at this. I feel like certain things I'll get more enjoyment out of showing her yeah. for the second time versus me as an adult man watching Miss Marvel, you know what I mean? So that should, that should be fun. Yeah. So, that is exciting. That's a character that I like, don't know a whole lot about anyway. So yeah. like, I'm excited to just kind right of go in like, empty headed. Yeah. And just kind of enjoy it. I've seen people talk about like how her powers have been changed. I'm like, dude, just watch it. Like, yeah, I agree. Well, don't, you know what I mean? True. So I feel you like usually the changes that Marvel does in their, in the MCU, I'm usually okay with. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. very rare. I'm like, oh, that's upsetting. Like, I was like, oh, that's probably smart that they did that. They yeah. rarely do things without a reason. Yeah, so. exactly. Like, it usually always makes sense or it ties into the greater good or, you know, what have you, what have you. Um, yeah. So I, I noticed in your collection, you like to collect a lot of CGC graded comics. Like, I you, do. You have a lot just in the cases. Yeah. I saw you had boxes of them. <laughs> what like what's up with that are you are you reading these comics or are you just are you just so, like a collector dude i'll buy anything but like <laughs> <laughs> um what i like to do is especially if it's like a key issue or like a first appearance or something like that if it's old obviously i might prefer it to be slabbed because it's protected right yeah. um what i like to do and i'm also like a big cover art like if it's oh, just that. a really cool cover and it has nothing, it's not important at all. I still kind of want it. You I, know what I, I mean? I get that. I'm a sucker for variant covers. Whenever I go yeah. into a comic book store, if there's a variant cover of a book I want, I'm getting it. Yeah. Hands down. Or sometimes oh, yeah. I just see a cover and I'm like, that's like issue 116. And I have no idea what's going on, but that cover's dope as cool. shit. Yeah. yeah. And I want it. <laughs> I do that too. Like I get on, you know, like eBay or like whatnot auctions all the time. And I'm like, 
that looks nice and it's only five dollars i should probably just buy it i have no idea what the story is I, sometimes i won't even crack them open and read them i prefer to just like buy an entire trade or something like that yeah. or read stuff digitally like if i have to um like if i can't find something there we go but yeah the the cgc and like the cbcs grades that we get like they're either like first appearances or keys or they're just really fucking cool can i cuss on here Oh, oh yeah, 100%. Much, oh, my God. You can cuss as much as you want to. We got that explicit rating, like we episode one. Oh. Episode one, we got it. Yeah, as soon as we put like, it up. Oh. Nah, you can say whatever yeah. you want. We're very explicit yeah. here. I often so. find myself trying to cut back because I'm just like, yeah, it's a, it's a problem. Or No, it is funny because my, my brother was telling me that he's like, I had to stop listening to you in the in the car because I would do it with my niece and nephew around and you would not be swearing. And then you and Nick at once would just go into like a whole 15 minutes where you would drop the F-bomb or whatever it is like 10 times. Yeah. And I'd be like trying to turn it up. Like, I was like, oh, sorry. I'm like, we're not really thinking about it. When we're... we're very inconsistent for yeah. sure, for sure. Um, Yeah, no, that's super cool though that you – and. Yeah, like I said, I'm a sucker for cover art, too. Like, I really yeah. like that. I've been avoiding, ever since I saw your video where you mentioned the, the WhatNot app, I've been avoiding <laughs> downloading it because I'm like, I'm going to get on there and I'm, I'm going to go like you. I'm going to go crazy. And then yeah. I'm just going to have tons and tons of fucking comic books that I don't need, but I'm just going to have them. But you yep. mentioned that you, you read digitally. So... I feel like I've been having this debate with a few people on TikTok, especially um, of digital comics versus physical comics. So I'm when it comes to like actually trying to read and like just in terms of like sure volume, I'm more of a digital person. Okay. Because like I have physical comic books, but very quickly, quickly did I realize like they take up a lot of space. They do. Right, especially if you want to keep them nice, you want to keep them bagged and boarded and in their own special boxes. Like, they take up a lot of space. One, two, I typically read at night, or I want to like mm -hmm. be relaxing or in bed or something like that. And holding a tablet is much easier than trying to do this with a book while I'm laying on my <laughs> yeah. side. You know, like it's much yeah. harder to read that way, and it's dark. So I have a backlit screen with my tablet. So do you prefer digital comics over physical? I know you're a physical collector, so I'm curious to see where you stand with this. Reading-wise, I prefer physical. Um, I've always been a reader, even if like before I got into comics or anything like that. Like I have always had a book with me, no matter where I go. Um, have you read I Harry Potter? Huh? Have you read Harry Potter? You and this Harry I've noticed I did when, when I was people young. say... That they're big readers they have it like i know somebody and somebody here refuses uh and i'm like almost as big of a harry potter fan as i am comic i actually might be a bigger harry potter this fan. man listens. if i didn't have the podcast he i would be able to make an argument that i was a bigger harry potter fan he listens oh to the harry potter audiobooks in his car on repeat listen they're every great time i get long drives he's constantly on long drive harry potter audiobook and i'm just like dude how many times i have honestly you heard i this? recommend it because it's great it's fantastic. If you got a drive that's at least 45 minutes, you just pop that on. Oh, my God. Or this podcast. No. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. Go with the podcast. I read, I'm pretty sure I read all the books like, as they came out when I was young. I'm 31. So, like, I was, like, the like prime, you. you know, like, target audience for right. that when it came out. But, like, not in my adult life. I don't know. Maybe it's J.K. Rowling. 
but uh, you just gotta <laughs> ignore her and her craziness. And yeah, still, right. The story's still good. <laughs> oh my God. But no, I uh, I definitely think that I prefer physical copies of stuff to read over digital. But that being said, like some shit you just can't find. Yeah. So like you just have to. Like right now, my husband's reading um, Immortal Hulk on the Marvel app. Okay. Because we looked for like a year. And we could not find like a full volume set or of yeah. any, you know, any of it. So yeah, definitely. I, I've noticed, you know, because again, I've started collecting late, but I've noticed in like trying to find like full sets, you know, um, especially with the rise of the popularity of the movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Comics A have become harder to find, and B have become much more expensive than they were previously. Yeah, especially when you're looking at books that have to do with the movies. So like yes. if you if you know like Thor Love and Thunder is about to come out, you know, or like when Thor Ragnarok came out, if you went to try to find the Thor Ragnarok comic book story, it was like four times as much as it would normally cost because the yeah. movie was about to come out and people knew that they could take advantage of that. Versus like the digital comics will go on sale for like 99 cent each and I'm like, yeah. I mean, it'd be cool to have a physical copy, but you know, why am I going to go pay a hundred dollars for one issue when I can pay 99 cents for, you know, exactly. I, cause I just want to read exactly. it. I'm not, I'm not in it to like frame it and put it up somewhere. Like I, I just want to read the story. So <clears throat> digital has definitely been, uh, I found it a lot. Yeah. I've always just me. been about the instant gratification of, oh, I can read this literally right now. That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely true. See, that's why I just order them. Like I just, whatever, like I'm just going to buy it right now. Yeah. But yeah that's the problem and the problem i was having uh i was reading a comic last night and i've been my uh my brother also collects and he gave me his his login to his comicsology which is now really just kendall uh Mm -hmm. and i've been kind of just like going through his comics and so i was reading it actually on the kendall app instead of the comicsology app because they're trying to get away from that and it was the biggest pain to read it and i was doing it on my laptop which i always do because i can like fold it all the way back i got a big screen and it just wouldn't let me zoom in. So mm. there were parts I was like, I literally can't see what this says because I can't get close enough to it. Yeah. And then at this moment, I was like reading it. I was like, man, I wish I had the physical copy of this comic. I get that. <laughs> I've had that happen to me a couple times too. But you just turn on the guide. Did you turn on the guided view? Yeah. Or did they take that away? I mean, it's just, it's different in the Kindle versus the, I don't know if you use the Kindle. I haven't used the yet. Kindle app yet. It gets, I don't know if you've used it. But I, this is the first time I was using it, like straight up just the Kindle app for it. And it was clearly designed for it to be just like a book. Hmm. So like, obviously, if this was a book, I wouldn't have to like the font wouldn't be so small. It wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Right, right. But it didn't give me like the options to like make it bigger. That does I was like, like playing with like zooming in on my physical screen too. And it like and then it would autocorrect and go back down. And I was just like, what is no. the deal? Yeah. <laughs> So how many? That's not for me. How many books would you say you have in your collection now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Know. Is it that bad? Hundreds, yeah. thousands. What you, what you don't see on like the nicely taken care of wall behind me in my TikTok mm-hmm. is like stacks, <laughs> like <laughs> trades, like yeah. everywhere. Like we have these built-in bookshelves in our living room that are just like omnibus and trades and nice. stuff like that, and like. Yeah, they're in my car. They're like, they're everywhere. I don't know. You know what? What's great is that you have a husband that supports this crazy addiction of yours because it's clearly an addiction. He grew up with it. You know what I yeah. mean? So he, he, he knows that I'm collect? cramming like thirty years of 
I'm trying to catch up. Oh, so he's probably like, you need to buy this? No, you're not yes. even done yet. There's like yes. 18 more issues you got to buy. What are you doing? Yeah. We go out shopping and like, like we'll go to like half price books or something like that. Do y'all yeah. have that where you live? Yeah, we do. Yeah. That's and also where like, I go. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll like walk by something and just like tap on the cover and be like, this is good. And just like walk away and I'm like, all right. <laughs> So, yeah, he's very supportive of it because yeah. he's right there with me. You know what I mean? When you order something, do you does he also read it? Uh, it, it depends. Yeah. It depends on if he already read it or not. But, uh, yeah, we've like we've traded books and stuff before. Oh, for man, sure. That's awesome. If it's in the house, it's fair game. Like anybody can read it. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. We should have had your husband on, too. He came <laughs> and talked with us as well. I'm sure he, he, I'm sure he knows a shit ton more than we do about comic books. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Look, we like to pretend like we know, but we we're very open and honest about we. There's so much we don't know about comics, and there's oh yeah, plenty of people out there that know way more than we do. That's like the cool thing about that particular part of the community is like I have never once had anybody tell me like oh you're new like <laughs> sucks you know what i mean like everybody's always been super excited yeah. like oh my gosh have you read this have you read this like welcome yeah. you know so you haven't run into any trolls or anything yet nobody's giving you a hard time not yet oh, that's good i don't think so that's good i mean a lot of our content we put out there for people to try to debate over and they usually just end up yelling at us or yeah. cursing us out in the comments. So, you know, that's I mean, how I know that video is going to do well, though. Yeah, it's kind of get that one guy in there that's all upset. I'm like, this is going to be a good video. Yeah, we just sit back and watch the comments pile up as they argue with everybody in the comment section. But, you know, well, yeah, all engagement is good engagement exactly. when it comes to it's, it's just par for the course. <laughs> we know what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's it's fun. So are you more of a Marvel fan or a DC fan? Because I feel like I Definitely. see you have way more Marvel comics. Yeah, no, definitely I more of a Marvel yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely more Marvel. I do enjoy DC stuff, um, and I've I've tried to like. People do ask a lot, like if I read any indie titles, and like I try, but like there's so much going on in the superhero world right there now is. So that like much. I'm just trying to absorb it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? I so like, that. I'll get to it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll get to for it. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So where did you start? What was the first comic that you read? Or rather, what was the first memorable comic that you read? Oh, man. Okay. So I, like, I'll read new stuff and I'll read old stuff too. Mm -hmm. um, like, I didn't really pick, like, a certain storyline and like start from there you know what i mean i kind of just picked like one of my favorite characters like and i love loki so i grabbed agent of asgard about like a year ago i think i think that's a spoiler and... alert for who she's gonna what we're gonna talk about later but huh oh <laughs> no no but that was probably the first like story that i read that i was just like all right i'm in like this shit rules you know yeah you said agent of asgard mm -hmm. i heard about that book is that the one where Loki picks up Thor's hammer or he kind of, yes. he kind of becomes the good guy in that one. Right. Yeah. Yes. Don't they it's, re they um, like reverse. I think it was from like 2014. Maybe it's, it was, it was out a little bit ago, but it, you can see if you've watched the Loki show, you can see a lot of the influence from the comics in that particular show. Yeah. I've heard um, like this, this battle of, you know, like self forgiveness and, and trying to be a better person that he yeah. goes through and it's really good it, it was definitely a good one to start with for me 
Cool. So Loki's one of your favorite characters. Loki's absolutely one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Did you like the show? What did you think of the show? I liked it. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's interesting that it's the only show we've gotten that we're getting a second season of. Yeah. That's true. So I don't know like where we're going with that, but I, I thought it was fine. Just yeah. fine, huh? See, I we it's it's yeah, both of us it's our favorite, right? Yeah, we yeah. agree that it's well, our, it's been our favorite Disney Plus show so far. I feel like the end was a little bit more focused on Sylvie, which is fine. Yeah. But like I don't know, like as a Loki fan, I wanted him to get more like I don't know. I'm, they left me hanging. You know what I mean? So yeah, maybe I do coming get, back with a season two. <laughs> yeah, I know. So maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. But I really, I did like it a lot. Yeah. I haven't, haven't really disliked any of the shows. Did you see that? Um, the alligator Loki is going to get his own mini series, his own mi- yeah. mini comic is book series. True? Yeah. Not, not a TV series. I think people read the, the, the caption of that article and don't really dive in. It's, yeah. He's not getting a TV series. He's getting a comic series. It's like, okay. I think they're going to do like 12 issues of like Alligator Loki. He's going to get his own little mini series. So that should be yes. fun. Yes. Sign me up. Wherever <laughs> I have to go. I loved it. What was I your... love like all the animal, like Spider-Ham's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, I went crazy when I saw Throg in the, uh, in the <laughs> Loki show. And it's funny yeah. because I had just told Sean not that long ago about him. And Sean hadn't known about Throg. And he was like, what? He's like, you're making this up. I'm like, nah, man, it's a it's a real thing. The frog of thunder. Like, he's real. So it was fun to see him in there. And I was like, it's probably the the alligator Loki that trapped him in there. <laughs> so so. That should be a, a good time. I meant to mention this up top, but I saw this because I, I said article and it made me think about it. Um, but some news for both of you guys. I don't know if you've heard this, but there was a, a rare copy of the first Marvel comic. So Marvel Comics number one that sold for $2.4 million at auction like the other day. Which I think makes it the second highest, the second most valuable book to ever sell or the second highest selling book, comic book of all time. What's the first? Um, the first issue of Action Comics with Superman. So the first oh. appearance of Superman. A few yeah. years ago, it sold for, th- I'm pretty sure it was $3.2 million. Yeah, it's got, because I was thinking four. So yeah, it's got to be somewhere around. Yeah, it's $3.2 million. And they sold it on eBay. That's crazy. Yeah, this- but you know what? That also makes me feel a lot better about like, like, okay, wanting a Fantastic Four number one is kind of realistic in comparison to that. Yeah. <laughs> you know it what is. I mean? Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is. Because you can get Fantastic Four number one in, in, in bogus condition for what? Maybe a f- couple hundred dollars, a few hundred dollars? Oh, no. No? Uh-uh. Oh, well, she, I mean, you'd be more, I've, you'd know more than I would. I've never seen one cheaper than like 11 grand in like <sighs> dog shit shape. You know what I mean? 11 grand for what? Yeah. Like a 3.0 grade rating? Something like that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 11. But if it's, yeah, that's surprising. If we get them in the MCU, man, it'll yeah. just, it doesn't matter. That's true. It'll go up even more. I know. That's insane. 11,000? Well, I don't know. you go ahead and buy it, and then we'll, we'll, come, we'll come by your store and go <laughs> then see Then I'll it. take yeah. the risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> I'll yeah. let you know how it goes. <laughs> so it was, it was Marvel Comics number one. It was, it was before they even had the publishing title of Marvel. So it was Marvel okay. Comics un- number one under Timely Comics is what they were going by then. 
Um, but it was the first appearance of Neymar the Submariner and the Human Torch, which were their first two, you know, Marvel so the, the Android. Yeah, the Android yeah. Human Torch, not the Fantastic Four Human Torch. But yeah, two point yeah. four million dollars. That's crazy. And they said that the guy who bought it was like forty. And I'm just like So, so you my are, question is like, are you just a huge fan? I I mean you have to Ooh. be, right? Do you think that it's like an investment? Like, do you think it's going to get higher than that? I don't think so. Because, so the story, I read a bit of the story behind the book because I read the article. So apparently this book was, one, it was the author of it or the, the, yeah, the author of it. He like wrote, he, he annotated in the book who he still owed money to for the book. So like all the illustrators, he wrote like how much they, their names, like how much he owed them. So it's, there's some more information in this book than like just a regular comic book. Um, And apparently it was discovered in an office building in just the bottom of a file cabinet. And they were just like, the dream. They're like, there's, they shouldn't have, this shouldn't (laughs) have been here. And it was in great shape because they had just been sitting at the bottom of this file cabinet. Uh, And it originally sold for $350,000. And then I guess it went back to auction a couple of days ago, 2.4. That's nuts. But yeah. you know what? Good first, for that guy. Yeah. The first time it sold was in, I think they said it was in 1993 is when they, it was discovered in 1993. And then I think it's, it either sold that same year or it sold in like 1999 or something like that uh, for the $350,000. Well, I mean, that's equally the 90s, like yeah. that's. That's a yeah, lot of money. $100,000 in the 90s. Yeah, that yeah. is like a, a million dollars. Yeah, it is. So yeah. $2.4 million. This comic was originally $0.10. Cent. It would have sold for $0.10, cent, which would equate I mean, to $2 Isn't that the time Marvel was struggling? Today. Isn't that when Marvel sold all its characters was in the 90s? That's how uh, Sony yeah. got Spider-Man. And yep. yeah. It's it was shocking that it sold for that much in the 90s. Yeah. It was like the downfall of comics. It was their first comic from 1939. It was the downfall of comics. Yeah, I know, but it's wild. Like Somebody a su- it, it had to be just like a super collector. Like, first of all, what are you doing that you just have two and a half million dollars to just buy a comic book? You know what I mean? Like, this dude probably has a vault in his house that he's going to keep this comic book in. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Just insane to me. I mean, some people like bury silver on their property. So, yeah. like, that's, I guess I'd rather have something cooler. That's <laughs> so. true. That's true. So where are you at in terms of what's the most expensive book you've bought? Mm, probably the most expensive book I own. Oh, it's probably First Ghost Rider. Oh. Yeah. I think it's graded at like a 6 or 7 0. Nice. Yeah. Did you pay a yeah. lot for it? I can't remember. <laughs> You can't remember? You buy that many comics? You can't even remember? <laughs> I think my husband bought that one. Um, what's but that? no, that's probably our most expensive one. You it's know, cool. Most, what's yours most, most expensive one? The most I've spent on a comic? Like 150 bucks. I'd imagine it's worth more now. I'd hope it's worth more now. But it's when we went to C2E2 and I bought um, Secret Wars number 8 with the first appearance of the Black Suit Spider-Man. Right. So I pay like I think I pay like ninety or a hundred bucks for that at the at the convention, and mm-hmm. then I had Stan Lee sign it. So that was a sixty dollar 
thing right there. So I mean, I still have. Ironically, it. it's it's also that's the most I've spent on a single issue. It's the same thing. But mine was uh, I can't even remember the name. It's the Spider Man was the first one with Silver Sable in it. Mm. Yeah. So. But I mean, we're including the cost of Stanley's. Have Stan Stanley's. Yeah, signed. that's that's major. Yeah. He told me I was a lucky young man. I felt I don't know why. I don't, part of me was like, "Is it because I'm meeting you right now?" <laughs> I do feel lucky. <laughs> probably so. I mean, yeah. If I was Stanley, I'd probably be like, "You know what? You're having a good day today, yeah, bud." <laughs> yeah, you are. Spectacular. You know what have I mean? Have you, uh, being a collector, have you gone too many or any conventions? Um. Yeah. I try to. I mean, the pandemic for sure, like, yeah, slowed that down. Has slowed everything down. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. but there's one actually in our town this week, so we're like, we're excited. Nice. <laughs> Are you guys gonna set up a booth to sell toys and stuff? No, uh, we um we just had our own toy show like <clears throat> two weekends ago. Yeah, you were telling me about that. How did that go? Oh, it went good. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. That's why I had to reschedule this <laughs> because yeah. of that. But um, yeah, we're way less important than that. Don't worry. No. About it. <laughs> No, um, but it went, it went really well. It was our first one. We're going to do another one in September. Sweet. Awesome. Let's talk about this toy store, though. So you, how long have you, because that's crazy. Like, that's like, that's like the dream. You know what I mean? Like, you're an adult and you own a toy store. Like It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. That's, um, your kid yeah. must go crazy, though. I'm telling you. You know what? He doesn't. No? No, it's work. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> He like he's like no okay like I'll go. Cause I'd be losing my shit. I'd be like, you're going to work to play with toys. That's what I want. Are you gonna do bring me I home a up. toy? Yeah. Can I go pick one out? Oh, yeah. That is the problem. That is the problem. Like if you have a good day at school, be like, all right, let's go pick out like a you know little Funko Pop or something. He's like, okay, you know. <laughs> but other than that, no, he doesn't really freak out about it anymore. Cause uh, he, he spent so much time there. I guess probably. Yeah, you know. Sure. How long have you had the toy store? Um, since 2019. Oh, so recent. Yeah. That's not that long. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what made you guys open a toy store? So um, my my husband actually kind of did the whole virtual thing for a long time. Mm. Um, and he did it pretty anonymously. And after we got married, we decided to open a store. And it was awesome. And it was so busy that I had to, I left my career of 11 years to help out and oh, wow here we are and we actually just went back to virtual because it's just it works better for us yeah, yeah. um we get to do toy shows and things like that and so we sell online and have a good time nice that's awesome that's super yeah. cool yeah and I'm, I'm sure that uh that transition from just online selling to having a brick and mortar to having you know rent to pay for it was probably a scary transition for him it was um and we still have our physical location. It just acts as one of our warehouses yeah. um, where we do like most of our live sales and stuff like that, which is great because we get to keep our inventory kind of organized that way. Yeah. Definitely. So, so we've yeah. had, um, we've had a, we've had a, a guest on here who has his own comic book store, a virtual mm -hmm. comic book store. So he's, he was in the same boat. He, he doesn't have a physical location yet. He's working toward it, but right now he just, he just has an online store, um, you know, and we just he he let he us. Might, I mean, we met him on TikTok too. He you might have seen him. He's GI Joel. I don't know if he's yeah. seen this stuff before. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, he was a guest. He's been on before a few months ago. Nice. Yeah, a few yeah. months ago at this point. He he let us in on some of the like inner workings of like 
how he gets his comics and like where he gets them from and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm curious to know, like, how do you guys, how do you get these toys? Like, are you just selling like brand new stuff? Is it a mixture of like older things mixed in with like newer things? Like, how, how do you go about that? We've never had any kind of like, um, like distributor deal or anything like that. We don't sell new stuff. Okay. We travel the country and buy other people's collections. Oh, wow. That's, wow. Yeah. Pretty that's, much it. I thought you were going to say the opposite, to be honest. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's way more impressive. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So are you are you out there like the like the TV shows, like Storage Wars and like Auction Hunters and stuff <laughs> like that? Are you, are you guys bidding? Are you fighting other people buying storage units and shit? Thankfully, no. Okay. That, uh... That's not the life for me. <laughs> are you mainly finding it online or are you going to like antique stores or? No, people just contact us. We've got, you know, oh, a, okay. I will say my husband has built up a impressive internet following mm-hmm. and people just, you know, word of mouth gets around. So we get emails, we travel, like I said, pretty much weekly to go buy stuff. Wow. And it's is so much a, fun. Is there one toy uh, in particular that stands out to you that like blew you away you're like oh this thing is awesome like is there one that you were tempted to keep oh i'm tempted to keep everything <laughs> i knew like, she was gonna say it. i knew it <laughs> she's a collector at heart bro she wants everything but i mean oh. is, there, is there one that like really stands out even it's just something like nostalgia for you nostalgia for me man i'm trying to think okay this doesn't count well no i don't want to share that but Oh, see, no. that's yeah. the one we want to know. Yeah, about. that's definitely the one we want to know about now. Nostalgic, but it's not like cool or like expensive or anything. But we were at a toy show recently, and someone was selling in a package like a Furby from like 1997. I knew it was gonna be some. I knew it was either gonna be a Furby, a Beanie Baby, or no. I knew it was gonna be something along those lines. I had so many of those things, and like I said, it's not like there's no retirement in Furbies or anything like right. that. But like, like I saw it and I was like, I need that. Like I have to have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that's like the most recent thing I can think of. But um not yeah, a good answer for me. I could see that. Yeah. Honestly that. for me, like because I remember being a little kid, if I saw like the Batman action figures that I played with as a kid, I'd probably love it. Yeah, I get that. I'd oh, probably yeah. buy one and just have it. Just like if I could find <laughs> one in the box of like one that I had when I was a child. Bro, we have um <laughs> we I work at Best Buy sometimes. And we, we, they started selling like Funko Pops and stuff like that. And we have one of the giant ones that we just got in, like the 12 inch jumbo joints. Um, yeah. And it's of the new Batman. And I'm Ooh. so tempted. I see it. I keep seeing it. And every day I'm like, if this is here tomorrow, that means it's meant to be. And I keep fighting myself. I mean, to be fair, it's $40. I get a discount on it. It's half off. So I'm like, for 20 bucks, I should probably buy this. But I keep for a giant it, so. Funko. Yeah, I keep I keep fighting it though. I keep fighting. Nah, it. I just need it. What do you think of Funkos? Because to me, it was crazy how they just kind of blew up. It. I mean, yeah. I I like Funkos in the sense of I feel like they're a a very affordable way, as you can see, a very affordable way to get into like collecting toys, because mm-hmm. you know I mean they're so simple, but yet they're still just like really cool. And like a uh, a retail Funko, you you spend like six to ten dollars on it. You know what I mean? Um, but they've definitely blown up. Are you a, are you guys riding this Funko craze? I am. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> that was like the first thing I started like taking home from the store. You okay. know what I mean? <laughs> Actually, yeah, because you have a Funko for like every comic you have up. I do. Which yeah, is dope. So, I do like that. You you have the comic, then you have the Funko pop in front of it. That's I try to keep them all like kind of together, you know, yeah. based on the comics that they're from. But like um, yeah, so the ones that I have on the wall are just my comic ones. I have a whole <laughs> closet full of like TV show, music ones, uh, like movie Funkos. Like I've, I love them. I think they're cute. Yeah. I often yeah. forget that they, they expand out so far too. They like do. We, we got a Bob Ross one in and I'm like, this is what, what is this? <laughs> Why do we have a Bob Ross Funko Pop? I forget that they don't just make superhero ones. What is this? There's so many like crazy ones out there. Yeah, sometimes like I'll just be like in Target or something. And I'm like, they made that in a Funko yeah, Pop? Like, that's weird. No idea. It's but so yeah, I think they're cool. I think that um, I think that they're still really popular. I remember are. when like you couldn't, you know, you couldn't give them away. Because everyone was like, no, there, I, there's too many. There's too many. And now, I don't know. I think them branching out and making more, mm -hmm. um, like different genres and stuff like that, definitely brought them back to uh, popularity. Yeah. You know? yeah. I was just talking recently. One of my workers collects them. And he was like shocked that I didn't. I was like, I own like two. <laughs> and I was like, I thought you got it too. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm out. I'm and out I forced him to buy party. these two. Because I was like, Sean, we need stuff to fill up it the shelves. It is true. <laughs> and he was like, okay, fine. I guess I'll go. I just buy a couple yeah. Funko Pops and he bought those. You know, as we're talking about this, though, I keep thinking of toys from my childhood. And like, I, if I could redo this, I would try to find, they used to sell action figures with the comic book, like uh, all in one yeah. package. Mm -hmm. And I loved those. Yeah, I like the, um, they have the new like Marvel ones that they're selling. They're like the mini figures that are like four inches or something like that. And they have like the old school packaging. Yes, like I the like, retro cards. Yeah, I like those a lot. Those are super Those are cool. really cool. I keep fighting the urge to buy a hundred of those too. So <laughs> I'm keeping my eye out for like the Lady Loki one that they Ooh. put out like in the fall, I think. Okay. Haven't seen one yet. I keep telling myself like if I find it, I'll buy it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's it. That's in the RV. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what my favorite toys? My favorite toys as a kid, which I feel like you're going to get a kick out of because I know your other fandom, were wrestling men i i loved wrestling figures i loved wrestling when i was a kid so all i played with were like wrestling men that was it i just had a a big bin full of all of them i had the um i remember for one birthday i got the um the elimination chamber ring oh mm -hmm. i fucking <laughs> loved it oh i loved it so, it's massive too it's like huge. it's huge it's so much fun it, it was, yeah we are big wrestling fans too at our house yeah i noticed that <laughs> um, and I remember cause I got it for my birthday and it took fucking forever to put it together. It took so long to get it perfect. And I remember this kid at my birthday party was walking by and he kicked it and it collapsed in on itself. And I, I wanted to fight him, but I kicked him out of my birthday party. I was like, go home, go home get out of here because i just worked on so the, I was, this <laughs> i was so much work and i was ready to play and then he fucking broke it and i was so <laughs> angry oh so mad but yeah, yeah i would love to dive into wrestling with you but people don't come here to listen to us talk about wrestling i was plus, gonna say we'll have to do that on the, yeah, another panel <laughs> yeah plus sean doesn't watch wrestling sean's a weird one you know he really only likes it's not weird else. i 
the only thing I'll say about it is the wrestling fandom is a lot uh, stranger than comic books. So I this could, is a much more better time. You're not missing. Yeah, much. I could, I could, I could agree with that. Wow. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. You know, while we're talking about fandoms, I'm just curious. So you read Harry Potter as a kid, but you're not a huge Harry Potter. How do you feel about Star Wars? Oh man, it's okay. I've never seen Star Wars. None of them. Neither, Nothing. neither have I. Neither not one more I. not a single star I'm not like wars a, thing i'm ever. not like a diehard star wars person like i haven't watched any of the disney plus shows uh i've seen all the movies except for the the solo one mm-hmm. um so i'm not like gonna like rip you apart but that, i'm surprised what about your husband does your husband watch star wars oh he's watched all of it yeah okay he's watched I feel all like of it you're gonna you're gonna hit a point you're gonna it's gonna switch it's gonna happen you're gonna, you're gonna watch all so. the movies you're gonna get into the comics it's gonna happen i i Okay, this is so this is such a dumb thing to say, but like at this point in my life, I'm like, I'm good. Like <laughs> that's how I feel. Like two pieces. That's how I feel. That's I've said that exact same thing. Yeah, like I just I, feel like I don't need to see it. I feel like I don't need to see it because I feel like Star Wars fans are never happy. They're not. They're like <laughs> it's like the. It, like, it's like the most toxic fandom. And I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't want to be involved in that. Like, I'm good. If you like it, you like it. That's awesome. But like, I don't feel like I need to jump into that. So never seen it. I, I've seen like little clips of like the Mandalorian when my husband was watching it. And I thought that was really fun. Um, but yeah, I don't feel like I need to dive on in. And Me and you right <laughs> here, right here. Right. I don't feel like I need to see it. I feel like I'm no. going to see it at some point. You're specifically not. for this i know you're not we, we might <laughs> okay. i might i might watch it you know what I, I was just talking to my coworker about this the other day and he was he give everybody gives me shit about it right because they assume there's a lot of fandoms that overlap right so mm-hmm. like i feel like a lot of people who like superhero stuff also like star wars stuff and vice versa yeah. right um so people give me shit when they they go to talk about because they go to talk about star wars as if they know that i know it and I'm always just like, oh, okay, cool. I, I don't know what you're talking I've never seen Star Wars. Like, you've never yeah. seen Star Wars? Like, none of, I'm like, not a single, I've never seen any mm-hmm. of the movies, any of the shows, any of the animated stuff. None of it. I don't know anything. I know everything I need thing to too. know about At Star Wars. At one point, Wars, he I've never owned seen them all on Blu-ray and still I did. didn't watch any of them. I still own them. They're upstairs in the closet, and I just <laughs> never watched them. No. <laughs> to buy them and then not watch it. That's that's where you lose me. To be fair, I bought them as a gift for someone else. I don't else. care. They were still I, here. I oh, no, no, no. It was, it was for a person that lives in the house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just I just never, I don't know. I never watched them. I, I feel just, you. I don't feel like I you need to. Have, you have a friend here when it comes to that. Nice. So. That's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Because, yeah, I just, I don't. I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot to dive into there that I just, I'm still trying to get into all this comic stuff. You know, there's still so many comics I haven't read. But what I was yeah. saying was I, maybe I'll start with a Star Wars comic book. Maybe I'll enjoy that a bit more before I watch a movie. Yeah, I don't. Know, I, would, I wouldn't recommend going that route. No, no, because <laughs> then you're gonna be very disappointed by the movies. Probably. <laughs> just probably start with the movies it. and yeah. then go. That's the other thing. Like the. I just feel like I'd have a hard time. Like I watched a nine foot tall purple alien beat the shit out of the God of thunder and a giant green man. And I a hundred percent believe why are you gonna have problems with that, that it was going on. I feel like the, the graphics of star Wars won't stack up. 
Not the old ones. All right. This is this is getting super off topic. Let's let's let's, let's wheel it back in. <laughs> All right, man. What what? I think we should get to our, our comic callouts here. Yeah, definitely. All right. So I mean, you have all these comic books. Tell us about something you're reading. Where comic comic callouts? We're working. I'm getting another guy. Like, a, like yeah, a sound made. Yeah, we need something. We need like a, a theme music or something for that. Yeah. With audio. Yeah. Yeah. It's I still- like what you just did. That was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate yeah. that. I do what I I can. Um, Okay. Something I just finished reading that I really, really loved was the House of M storyline. Nice, nice. I I was just watching your TikTok on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was great. I am currently reading uh, Batman Hush. And I feel like I'm just um, trying to finish it. Interesting. You're not enjoying it? It's fine. It's just like I know who it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, get that. I get that. But you're not enjoying yeah. the ride, though. The ride is fine. Okay. I think that uh, I think that Jim Lee like really knows how to keep me interested mm-hmm. with like the artwork and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, I know it's like everybody loves it, but I'm like, I know who it is. Yeah. Let's just get over. <laughs> did you uh, Did you watch the animated movie? No. All right. I mean that it's also very okay. If you have nothing else to watch, it's fine. There's they, like in the in in all those movies, it's definitely not one of my favorites. Yeah, they change it up in the animated. Yeah, movie. it it's is not somebody the same different. Person. I got you. I got you. Okay. So maybe, maybe maybe I'll give it a chance. Yeah, maybe you'll like. That. I think it's on HBO Max now. Yeah. No, yeah, it is. Right? It's on yeah. HBO Max. Yeah. Okay. So you they switch it up in the in the. Yeah. In the movie. That's what I'm currently reading. Like I said, House of M was awesome. Um, yeah, we've talked about forward. House of M many a times on here. Yeah. House of M, it's a great story. I mean, we did a whole episode yeah. on that one. Did we do a we whole did. episode on House of M? I think it's one of the few comics that we actually have an episode just about a comic book because we both read it. Oh, shit. Look at that. Nice. Nice. I just recently, a couple of weeks ago, did uh, the uh, X-Men vs. Avengers, which takes place after House of M. And I very yeah. much enjoyed like the... I was like, oh, this is all right. This is a couple events later. Okay, I get what's going on. And it was it was a very good read. Nice. Okay. Do you do you think that did you read House of M like in preparation for like Doctor Strange? Or is it just a story you felt like you just wanted to pick up and read? A little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of both. I think that um I think that I will read anything that has anything to do with Wanda Maximoff. Mm. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I just wanted to pick it up and, and read it because I've heard so many good things about it. Yeah. And yeah, the more I read it, I was like, oh, shit, they might use some of this, you know, and I know that they did for like WandaVision and stuff, too. Right. But um, yeah, I'd be interested to see if they used any of that as influence in the new movie for sure. Definitely, yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely the quintessential um, Scarlet Witch story for sure. Yeah, like if you yeah. if you're any fan of Scarlet Witch, like you you may as well just start there. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, exactly. You gotta read it. Gives you all the feels. Yeah, hundred <laughs> like percent. It's a good book. Slightly and, off topic with it. Did you like WandaVision more than Loki? Why would you ask me that? Um, <laughs> we, we asked the tough questions here. That is a tough question because I think that they both explore such different topics. Um, I think that WandaVision made me a bigger fan of Scarlet Witch. 
honestly. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. No, I actually I agree. I think I feel the same way. I actually Loki is my favorite, but WandaVision was a very, very close second. Yeah. I actually think those two like I think there's a bit of a gap. Like those two are up and the rest are a little bit, you know, below it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. I think that they both were like chef's kiss good shows yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely uh if you enjoyed House of M, you should um I would suggest reading the Young Avengers books next. Mm-hmm. Because they they dive more into her children. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, w- I will uh, for sure. Wiccan the wizard and and I think he just he just goes by speed in the comics. Just speed, the speedster. Um But yeah, it's good because they even in those books they even question whether or not they're actually kids of Scarlet Witch. Like were they like actually born to her or did she like just fabricate them with her mind? Like yeah. who they are, what they are, you know, they ask those kind of questions and it, it follows them and the other members of the Young Avengers, which they're clearly leading up to in the MCU with like Kate Bishop and Miss Marvel will probably be a part of it. We saw Isaiah Bradley in the Falcon and the winter soldier. So, and we saw her twins, which I'm hoping that they, it looks like they might bring back for Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. So I would definitely look into those reading those next. Probably. I will for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I also was kind of reading a book in preparation for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but I went and I, this is I've read this before, but it's been a while. But I went back and I was reading, rereading some of the Illuminati books. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. I forgot how fun they were, but there's like one issue where um, every issue there's so there's five issues total, and every issue is kind of like a different story. So it's not a continuation, but every issue is like a new problem and then them facing it. Cause you know, their whole thing. I don't know if you, you know about the Illuminati. Yeah. Of yeah. course you know about the Illuminati. What am I saying? <laughs> I have the first appearance. <laughs> do you? I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You probably do. Don't you? I do. Yeah. I know you do. <laughs> I got ready. I was ready for this. Nice. Nice. Have you ever read any of the Illuminati books? Not yet. Okay. No, I just got like my first appearance in, but I'm wanting to get more in. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So the main ones, like I said, there's only like five. There's only five of them. Um, so I won't give too much away. But there is one story where we find out that Reed Richards has. So this takes a place way after the events of like Infinity War, not Infinity War. What is it called in the comics? Infinity Gauntlet um, and all that stuff. And we find out that Reed Richards actually has three of the Infinity Stones that he's been collecting on his own. And he oh. goes to the to the group and he's like, hey, I've realized that these are too powerful and we should probably try to take care of it so that some shit like what happened before doesn't happen again. And Neymar is a, por- a part of it. And he's this seems like a younger, like more arrogant Neymar because he still calls mm-hmm. himself Prince. He doesn't call himself King yet. And he's just like, like, we've handled this shit twice. Like, you know, we can we can handle it again. And he's like, but why even put ourselves in that situation? You know, that's like the whole thing behind the Illuminati. They try to prevent events that haven't happened or, you know, take measures into their own hands and things like that. So they go on this quest to, like, collect the rest of the Infinity Stones. Um, And it's, yeah, it's just a fun, it's a fun ride. And they get all of them. And Reed Richards, he has the gauntlet on and he has all six Infinity Stones. And then the Watcher shows up. And he's like, 
I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, yeah, take that shit off because you, <laughs> no, it's too much. Like I like to paraphrase comics a lot. Yeah. All right. I like to paraphrase comics a lot because this is what I hear in my head when I actually read the words. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, I know that I'm not supposed to interfere with stuff. And I know I've kind of broken that oath quite a few times because I kind of like Earth. But yeah, you really about to fuck some stuff up. So please take it off. <laughs> and you see, Reed, you see, like, in his eyes, he's kind of like, you can't tell if he's being taken over by the control, like, the power of holding the infinity of the um infinity gauntlet or what he's doing and he like the moment keeps tensing up and tensing up and everybody's like people are getting on guard and they're all like all right we might have to take this dude down like all of them and um he stops and he takes it off and he's like i was trying to destroy it he's like i was trying to use the infinity stones to get rid of the infinity stones which is funny because we saw thanos do that in in game he used right. the infinity stones to destroy them but he said he couldn't do it like the they wouldn't allow him to the stones themselves wouldn't allow him to do it but yeah fun fun stuff that happens in that in that comic in those comics nice. i'm excited to jump into that yeah, for sure you should definitely definitely take a look at that sean what you've been reading bro uh so i just read batman the last night on earth interesting okay i've never so, heard of that one. uh it was actually it was a recommendation by my brother which is why i read it and I did enjoy it. It was uh, it's one of the ones uh, by Snyder, came out in twenty nineteen. So newish, right? Only a few years old. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's you know I went to this comic completely blind. I knew nothing about it, and so it, it starts out really one way, and then it, like takes a wild turn and goes the other. So in the beginning, uh, Batman's doing his normal detective things, and it's talking about how somebody's like just doing these sketches on chalk on the streets all through Gotham. And when you like line them all up, it shows Batman being dead, and there's an X on the heart, and it's all in chalk. All in chalk, and he goes to where the X is, which is in Crime Alley, where his parents were murdered. And there's this little boy in the street with like an umbrella. It's dark. This is a dark comic, uh, and it's raining. And he, most Batman comics. Yeah, I mean, but this one's <laughs> particularly dark. Uh, he walks up to the little boy. And like lifts up the umbrella to look at him, and it's like a zombie-looking kid, and it's a trap, and he gets shot, and everything goes white, and then he wakes up, and he's, uh, like, where am I? And he's tied up and everything, and uh, a doctor comes up to me, he's like, calm down, calm down. The the medicine like finally worked after all these years. The medicine finally worked. You're finally like woke up and you're lucid. And he's like, what are you talking about? And what it is is he's in Arkham Asylum, and all the Batman Rose Gallery people are actually all doctors. And okay. Batman has really just been insane this whole time. And Arkham and his main doctor, it looks just like the Joker. And it's like, his name's like a play on Red Hood, but it's not Red Hood, but it's like a play on the name. Yeah. Uh, Alfred comes to visit him and he's like all excited and happy. He's like, you're finally like, you know, lucid again. You're not, you're not seeing all the crazy things that like, you know, you thought all these people were villains and, uh, you know, and he's like, he's like, I know you really feel guilty. And he's like, Gu guilty for what? For killing your parents all those years ago. Damn. And I was like, Ooh. oh my God. And uh, they're like, he starts like freaking out. So they put him in drugs. They drug him up. And then he wakes up and he's in a padded cell. And he's just like sitting here like, none of this is real. Like, this can't be real. This has got to be like one of my enemies trying to make me think I'm crazy. And he's trying to find like a hole in the padded cell to break loose. And he finds a hole and he, he puts his hand through and he pulls out. And it's like the penny 
and the uh, T-Rex are like toys, but it's like ah, things from like they, his like Batcave cave that he thinks Crazy. it is. And he's just like, he's like losing it. Uh, and eventually uh, Alfred comes and visited him again. And he's like, you like be straight with me this it can't be real like this is not what it is like i'm not crazy and he's like talking alfred he's like why would i know how to speak all these languages and all these fighting styles if i was just like a crazy guy in arkham and alfred's like you taught yourself in the library like all these languages uh and it was like a reference to the character that's in hush he's like with i think it's thomas elliott was whatever his name is yeah i think so and he's like yeah like you know the librarian Thomas Elliot taught you these languages, and the uh, the sports gym guy uh, Al Ghul taught you how to like fight, and like <laughs> wow. they're just like referencing all these characters, and like Bruce Wayne just like unwilling to accept all of it, and he grabs uh, Alfred and like kind of like in the neck, and he's like, wait a minute, he's like, show me your true face, he's like, what? Show me your true face, and Alfred takes off like a mask and shows that he's actually like way older than he's letting on. He's like, how did you know? He's like, your heartbeat was the heartbeat of an old man. He's like, stop lying to me now. And Alfred's like, listen, there's nothing out there for you now. He's like, you could stay in here in this reality and we can live like a happy life or you can escape from here, but you're not going to like what you find. And so he's like, I'm escaping. And he beats up like all the guards and all the guards coming up are like still plays on characters. Like there's Captain Gordon instead of Commissioner Gordon and, uh, there's a Bullock character and all that stuff. And uh, he eventually escapes. And it turns out that it's really 10 years into the future. And now he's in a post-apocalyptic world. So a wild turn. Jeez. I was, sitting there, I was like, is this even the same comic now? That's chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and to kind of like sum up what really happens, he runs into the Joker, who's just a head in a jar and he's just carrying <laughs> him around and the joker's telling jokes the whole time oh my he's basically the comic relief of the story uh but what ends up happening is lex luther had a debate with superman and was like basically like i will give everything up and stop being evil if you have this debate about why good is really better than evil in front of everybody and they have this debate and superman does win lex luther is like yeah you made a better point But to the people, Lex Luthor won, Mm -hmm. and all the people decide that they no longer need heroes or villains. So they attack, like, the uh, Hall of Justice, uh, and Batman opens the door to let him in, saying, okay, we should trust the people. And they just, like, the people in general just start killing all heroes and all villains. Um, This one was dark, bro. It's super dark. Jeez. Yeah. and it turns out that they basically, the Batman character that we're following is a clone of the original Bruce Wayne because Batman decided that the world can't exist without him. Of so course every did. generation, this machine will create a new Batman. <laughs> and there's like this new bad character that basically took everything over because he discovered the anti-life equation. And he walks around, he walks around with a staff with Darkseid's head on it. And so the big reveal is this what? person is actually the original Bruce Wayne. So the clone is basically versing the old man Batman. With the with the staff with dark the side. The staff with dark side's hat on it and the anti-life equation. Wow. Okay. 
And I'll leave it at that. There's a lot only, in there. Only a fucking Batman story. Man, I tell you. Like it that. was... And the big, but you know, in the beginning when I subscribed, it, I thought this was going to be a completely different style story. Yeah, that that, and it took a super wild turn. That first half sounds drastically different from that second half. Definitely, definitely. Wow. But I mean, it's a, it's not my favorite Batman comic book, but it was definitely entertaining to read. If you're in the mood for a darker story, that's one I'd recommend. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> Man, all this talk of. Is good better than evil, and evil better than good, and heroes and villains <laughs> leads perfectly, Sean, perfectly, into our close call of the day. Our close call. We don't have it, we don't have music or sound effects for that either. We just, we just. I feel like that wasn't it either. <laughs> it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't the right one. <laughs> it, it definitely wasn't. But we're working on it. We'll we'll get there. Um, we'll get there. Yeah, so every every episode we'd like to do, we try at least, we to do a, a close call. Um, fun story. The name that we came up with, uh, Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. You know what a cow is, right? Yeah. Okay, because it's, it's ridiculous how many people I have to explain that to. Um, <laughs> that came first. It was just a play on words. I just thought it sounded cool, and we just rolled with it. And then I went... We kind of have to do something with this close calls thing. We should probably make it like a segment of the show where we try to debate something. And this is the problem, Maggie. This is the problem. We often don't debate. We usually just go, you know, yeah. is this the best <laughs> Batman movie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, me too. All right, close call <laughs> over. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. We agree way too fucking much. It's insane. Um but yeah, so we do a close call every every segment. We like to try to come up with maybe like a, a debatable-ish topic. Like I said, we're not super aggressive debaters. But this episode, we're talking about villains that would make really good heroes. So if a villain decided to change his mind and do good for the greater good, what villains would make good heroes? Maggie, you are our guest of honor, so... Hopefully, you said you were putting a lot of thought into this. You were overthinking okay. it, but that's okay because <laughs> we like to just wing shit here. You know what I mean? That's that's part of the reason why we don't often debate is because we just be winging it. All right, I have a follow up. I have one question. Okay, hit me with it. Are these people? Do they still have their like any of their same personality traits, and they just use them to do? good or are they completely different like if they just took a different path in their life i'm gonna say that's up to you yes you can ideally, do one way or the other ideally when i thought about it it was more so the first one right so okay. like villains who may have similar motives um or similar mindsets but they decide to do good instead of bad but okay like sean said do whatever the fuck you want to do I don't mean, either way i'm sure it'll be interesting all right so like I said before, I love a morally gray character. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard for me to like, because at first I was just thinking of people like, oh, Loki. Like, what if yeah, Loki like, was like, like, like the, the, like the kind of anti-heroes, right? But there are plenty of times that you want to root for him. You know what yeah. I mean? Already in comics and movies and otherwise. So I then started thinking of people who were just turds, like in their real life. <laughs> and what if they never became pieces of shit? Yeah. Um, Red Skull. Oh, interesting choice. What if he was like a like a like Brad Pitt's character in Inglorious Bastards? Hmm. You know, what, I mean? yeah. <laughs> what if he never became a Nazi? 
I don't know. That's yeah. a good call. Or who was the other one I thought of? Norman Osborn. Yeah, I could see that. That's another really good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if he never just Norman, right? Like not Green Goblin, but just like Norman Osborn. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he could even play Green Goblin as a hero. He could put See, the armor I, on and I feel like and... that's a tougher argument. I feel like Norman Osborn works because we've seen him in the comics. Not like he, he, he still had evil motives, but he was playing the hero. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when he did the Thunderbolts and shit like that. And he was like uh, Iron Patriot. Um, so we've kind of seen him do that a bit. But I feel like Green Goblin is just... It it just messes with his psyche too much where he, he couldn't yeah. be Green Goblin is like always a bad guy. Yeah. I couldn't you know see I mean? Green Goblin. But Norman could have made some better choices. He definitely could have. I agree with that one. <laughs> that one been. that one could have been good. I could have yeah. easily have seen Norman Osborne just being like seeing Spider Man and just being like, Man, I should probably do everything I can to help that kid out. You know what I mean? Like yes. using his power and his resources and his fucking money to just be like I'm just going to help that guy. I'm not going to try to kill him or murder his girlfriend. Um, let me help him. Let me, you know, add some suit upgrade. Like Norman Osborn in the comics could have kind of been what Tony Stark is to MCU Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he could have gave him a more advanced suit. He could have gave him more technology. He could have gave him the money to do what he needed to do to travel the world, to be a hero and more than just New York. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good one. I like that. Cool. What about you all? What you got, Sean? Uh, so my first one, we talked about this a little bit off the air, and I'm going to bring it back because I want to make an argument for it when we're discussing the topic. Uh, but I have to put a little a little thing on with it, too. Uh, here we go. The Joker, but he also needs to be sane. See, that? that's tough for me. There's comics, so there's okay, like there's the uh, the White Knight where he becomes sane. So it right. happens in comics. Yeah, right? that's true. That's true. This is this is the reason I'm going with this route is because for one, it was the thing about good villains is they're heroes of their own story. So choosing right. like a villain in general, like I kept talking myself in and out of every character, right? Because uh, General Zod, if you switched him and gave him good morals he would be superman but also i'm sure a lot of people that died on krypton would see general zod with his bad morals trying to bring all the people back as a good character yeah so it's, i was teetering back and forth a lot i think if a, but the joker's just truly bad right he's just truly truly crazy he wants chaos yeah when we talked he's about also, him in our villain episode we said that he was the outlier he's he the, outlier, the one who, right. who doesn't follow the traditional villain pattern he really just he he just does shit just to just to do it. He just wants to fuck with Batman. Right. He doesn't have any like real hero of his own story kind of motives. It's just nah, I just wanna I just wanna fuck up Batman's life. So with that, you can also see that he's insane, but also incredibly intelligent. Yeah. He views yeah. the mm-hmm. world extremely different from any other character. So if you changed his morals and made him more sane, right? He's probably going to be able to fix the problems in Gotham because he's thinking about the problems completely different than any other character would. Mm. Interesting. Which is why I think the Joker would actually end up being a good hero. So how do you think he would think about him? Because I don't know. Because like, he, like he wouldn't just be Batman. But he would probably be like, you know what? Like The way to take down the mob is by doing X, Y, and Z. Okay. 
And it's something that no practical person would ever like. If I blow up this wall, it's going to have a chain reaction that this person's going to no longer see what's happening over here. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be something so outrageously insane that only he as a character would be able to do. So here's my thing. If if that were the case, do you think that the Joker would really go in the way of being a hero or would he be more of an anti-hero? Like, do you think he would still kill? Because I feel like he'd still kill. I don't think he would just go straight. Like, based on the Joker, even if we made him sane, like, he is a brilliant tactician, for sure. But I almost feel like he'd go the route of, in order to fix Gotham, like he would almost run the crime himself. Kind of like what Red Hood tried to do, basically. Right. I think, like he would make, he would obviously make a great anti-hero. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 100%. But I think we were putting this caveat that we have to make them a hero and we had to put a no-kill rule on here. I think he would still be super effective in saving Gotham. Even with a no-kill rule. Even with a no-kill rule. Yeah, he'd probably be better with a cool rule. Yeah. It definitely will be more interesting for readers. That's true. That's true. Interesting. See, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I can't see the Joker being a hero in any way, shape, or form. Like, it's just hard to imagine. I, That's I know why it's so great. I know you said there's the one story, the White Knight story, but even in that story, isn't it just him trying to show Batman like how he should really be the Dark Knight? Isn't that his whole thing? But he still kills I, people. I, uh, I haven't actually read it, but I think the whole thing is he's trying to get Batman arrested, isn't he? I don't know. Have you ever he's, read that story? He's showing. No, I haven't. Oh yeah, you're not. I think person. I have it, but I haven't read I'm it. I'm sure you have it. It's probably in your archive <laughs> somewhere. It's probably sitting under 600 other Batman books. Yeah, it's probably you know over here on stacked up on a dresser somewhere. Yeah, so. absolutely. I think it's a storyline about how Joker shows Batman how he, Batman thinks he's doing so good, but how all of his actions really create all these problems. Yeah, it is something along those lines. You're right. See now I got to. So, but that and then if you take that with a uh, that type of intelligence, then he could probably come up with the solutions that really impact Gotham. I don't disagree with you. I don't good, disagree with good. that part because it's a close call, Nick. We're right in the <laughs> realm of where we should be. <laughs> I just feel like he'd still kill. Like I, I can't imagine a Joker that doesn't just murder people. I feel like he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna clean this up, but I'm not gonna hesitate to kill someone who gets in my way." I mean, we're changing his morals. We're making his morals that he doesn't kill. We're turning him into a hero, which right. doesn't... If, if you want me to call him an anti-hero, I'll call him an anti-hero. <laughs> Fair enough. I can live with that. You know, I thought about the same thing because I thought about Kingpin. And I'm like, but I can't imagine Kingpin as a hero for the simple p- fact of, like, his character is he, you know, he wants to run the underworld. And, like, yeah, he could do that in such a way that he controls it. You know what I mean? Like, he controls the underworld, and he's like, I'm I'm not going to allow crime to happen that I'm not aware of or, like, all the extra bullshit. Like, you know, he gets put in place like a, like a no-kids rule. Like, don't kill kids, don't use kids, like, don't – stuff like that. But ultimately, he'd probably still do whatever he needed to do to get the job done, which would probably involve killing people. So that's why I didn't pick Kingpin. I feel like Marvel's hard because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of characters, like you mentioned, Maggie, that either A, we've seen them be a hero before, or B, they already teeter that line, right? So like some of Marvel's biggest villains, like Magneto, right? Like you could easily make an argument that Magneto's been a hero before. 
You know what I mean? Like that's say hero to the mutants. Yeah, that one's tough. Doctor Doom is like, eh. Um, so yeah, it's Norman Osborn was a good one. He's he's played the hero before. Even um, Doc Ock, I thought, oh, that'd be a good choice. But he has been a hero. He was Superior Spider Man, right? And he, even even he in that role realized that like he couldn't be a killer. Like once he understood why spider-man peter parker did what he did like he was like i can't i can't just go around killing people like i'm gonna be a better spider-man but i'm not gonna just murder people like i thought i should do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but um i i did come up with a couple and i tried to one more oh oh. just call me on excuse me all right, go ahead. My, bad. My second one, because I didn't want to go with a character that was just going to be like, I didn't want to go reverse flash because then it's just flash. Yeah. That's also hard. It, it's yeah. a lot of those too, right? They just, uh, like, they're just the hero they the, that were. Yeah. They got the same powers as the hero. They're just uh, the bad version. But with the knowledge and the resources, I think ultimately if you changed Lex Luthor's morals and also lowered his fucking ego, <laughs> he would ultimately do a lot of good. Yeah. I can see that. He I almost damn near does good, but it's like always with like a little bit of selfishness. Yeah. He's like, I built this hospital, but really it was a tax write-off. That's why. I... <laughs> it's like, all right, man. Yeah, I could, no, I could definitely see that. That's ultimately why I didn't go with Dr. Doom, though. Because I thought about Dr. Doom, and like on the one hand, you could say, well, it'll be just, it'll be very yeah, I mean, similar Dr. to like Reed Li- Richards, right? Probably a hero for Liberia. Yeah, but I feel like for this, like how you said with Lex Luthor's ego, I feel like arguably Doctor Doom has Doctor Doom has one of the biggest egos in comics, right? And even if he decided to become a hero, which he has before, his ego doesn't go away, and I feel like that will still always get in the way. I feel like his ego would get in the way of him doing the right thing. Like if it came down to what's going to please his ego versus doing the right thing, I think he's going with what's going to please his ego over doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Or what's going to potentially damage his ego. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose to this person because I'm, I'm doomed. Like, yeah, you're not going to no. So I didn't, I didn't do Dr. Doom. Instead, I tried to go with a little lower tier villains. Not the, not the big, big ones. And this one's a Kite little, man. I'm just joking. <laughs> I thought about Kite Man. <laughs> this one's a little more popular now because of the, the recent King. movies and stuff. Nice. Good one. I like that reference. Uh, Taskmaster. Oh. Yeah, I feel like Taskmaster could be good, right? For the simple fact that, like, Taskmaster trains a lot of the villains, I feel like he'd just be a good teacher for, like, a lot of the heroes. Like, a lot of the young heroes could just go to Taskmaster and learn how to fight. Is he also going to be an anti-hero? No. He'll just, he'll just be an hero. He'll just be a hero teacher. That's what he'll do. He'll be a combat trainer for heroes. Okay. That's a good one. You know what I mean? I like like he could just, because he can still do all of his same abilities, right? He could he could study the big heroes. He could study Captain America. He could study Iron Fist. He could study Shang-Chi. He can learn all these styles and then just teach the newer heroes like, hey, this is, this is what the successful heroes in the field are doing. Let me show you the, you know, 300 forms of martial arts that I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then if he did ever decide to hop into a fight, like obviously we know he can hold his own. But yeah, ultimately I, f- I feel like he'd be a really good teacher for young heroes. So Taskmaster, man. Taskmaster. Yeah. All right. Do you yeah. have another one or just the one? Do I have another one? 
that one was tough, right? <laughs> I mean, there were, these were all very hard choices. Yeah, they were because, like I said, I kept going back and forth of like, well, like you said, either they're just the opposite of the hero. Like, I was thinking Killmonger, but I was also trying to stick to like comics because Killmonger in the comics is very is different from the Killmonger in the movie. The Killmonger mm-hmm. in the movie definitely had much different motivation um, for what he was doing, and he like to some people he could easily be the hero, right? Um, but also he's just, he's just Black Panther. It's just a bit more intense. So it's right. like, do we, do we, do we swap that or do we just stick with what we're doing? So I thought Loki would be a good choice too. But like you mentioned, there are a lot of times we root for Loki anyway. You know, he's, yeah. he, he teeters that line of like hero, anti-hero kind of, kind of thing, villain kind of thing. So yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that's all I have. Did you have any more Maggie? No, I thought said? of a like like I said a bunch of other people, but they all kind of fall into that like category of like man, I do want you to be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know, like Bullseye was probably another one for me. I thought about Bullseye too, and you're yeah. right, he is just kind of like a piece of shit where you're just like. But it's like you could be you could be awesome, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like I don't know. So yeah, everybody else I was thinking kind of fell into like that category. Yeah, definitely. So. And Bullseye, um, he took over in Norman Osborn's group, the Thunderbolts. He was the fake Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we know he has the potential to do it, but, I mean, he was still fucking crazy. But Yeah, you know, exactly. His skills are like, dude, you could do so much with those. Yes. Same thing with, like, like Deathstroke. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'll stay on Deathstroke. If really, Deathstroke, so. I mean, he's just a mercenary, so he's just a higher killer. But if somebody hired him to do something good like he'd be good at it as long I as mean, ultimately, just... i think you could too i need you to kill this drug killer like i'll give you 10 grand he's gonna go do it yeah but see you gotta take away the killing part not if we qualify him as an anti-hero that's true that's true but we're not talking <laughs> about anti-heroes we're talking about heroes straight up good guys i think we've got a pretty good list put together though yeah for sure some, some weirdos i like it <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's you got anything else no that was it now you got anything else i'm good you want to you want to hound us with any questions we asked you a lot of stuff i feel like <laughs> no <laughs> no i had a really good time tonight though this was a lot of fun that's great i know you Glad got a, a big toy show coming up it. we should i know i was trying to like hurry us up because i know you said 10 30 and it's 1042. Oh, right you're number. good. Okay. Yeah. I think we have it scheduled for 1050. So this gives me time to go get a drink of water and stuff. Awesome. Oh, I forgot. You're an hour yeah, ahead. An hour. You're in Kentucky. Because yeah. you were like 1042. I'm like, bro, it's 942. Yeah, no, what the I... fuck is going on with your phone? <laughs> an hour ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, man. I'm, I forgot. I'm sorry. You oh, are an hour fine. ahead of us. Nice. Like I said, like I said, my night isn't over yet. But uh, no, we're good. Yeah. I'm sleepy anyway. <laughs> well, you got to wake up. You got some toys to sell. You got some toys to sell. Yeah. Do you guys Never. have any, anything special on the docket for tonight? Like, is there like one big? Do you do like like oh this is the this is the main item the cream of the crop for tonight? Here's this giant you know Furby. Tonight we're actually just selling Magic the Gathering cards. Oh really? Okay. They nice. Come in uh, like toy collections and stuff. Oh okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. we're not really selling toys. We're just selling cards tonight. Cards. But people love them, so they do. They do. Yeah. I don't. It's one of those things where I'm just like, I could get into that hobby, but I got so many hobbies. I don't need to spend my money on another <laughs> hobby. 
just I just can't do it. It's just too much. It's too much at this point. So it should be fun though. It should be fun. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, hey, thank you again so much for for joining us. I hope you thank had a you good time. Me. Um, do you want to uh, shout out any of your your social media? Any of your maybe your website? Oh man, uh, you can find me on any social media platform. Same username, Vegan Superkick. Uh, my store is Toy Vomit also toy vomit on all social media platforms so we're pretty easy to find awesome now. toy <laughs> vomit toy vomit <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you've heard that joke a million times and i know oh was, yeah i know it wasn't oh. a good one so but that's okay <laughs> we're not we're not about great jokes here we're just we're about getting them out to the public you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah thanks again for joining us we really really appreciate it uh, Sean, Thank you all. let them know where they can find us, bro. All right, you can find us at Close Calls Pod. You can do it on Facebook, Twitter, uh-huh. Instagram, Gmail, TikTok. You better believe it. Uh, send us a Gmail. Let us know what you think. What are some other good uh, villains that would make really good heroes? Um, visit Toy Vomit. Go get you some toys. Have some fun. Relive your childhood. Uh, yeah. And follow us on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Follow Maggie on TikTok. We love comics. We love talking about comics. And Maggie is a much better collector than we are. She has way more stuff. (laughs) So she's way more interesting. So follow her, please. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Maggie, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you tell a friend. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.